the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We're joined by our friend, Pastor Jim Scudder, Senior Pastor of Quinton Road Baptist Church, to talk about his big Christmas event. And later, we're asking about the value of good questions. You're listening to The Common Good. Welcome to The Common Good here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life, alongside Aubrey Sampson. My name is Brian Fromm. It is so good to have you with us today. And as Aubrey mentioned, Aubrey, we're being joined in studio. I love this. We haven't had an in-studio guest in a while, so this is very fun. It is, and we are thrilled to be joined by our friend, Pastor Jim Scudder, Senior Pastor of Quinton Road Baptist Church. Jim, how are you doing today, friend? I'm well, Brian. Aubrey, good to see you guys. You too. It's so Uh, fun to have you. Yeah, and I've been on the radio with you guys before, Mm -hmm. but it's always been over technology. Right, right. right. Here we are, actually, in the same room, face-to-face. you know, this is this is the way God intended. That's right. I Isn't like that it. right? Isn't that right? I like and Jim, it. we have you on for a very specific reason. Uh, I love when you come on and talk about various things. You have a a lot going on in your life, uh, but your church, Quinton Road Baptist Church, is doing just a phenomenal kind of a. Christmas program, a Christmas event that we're going to give away some tickets to through the radio station. But before we do that, please tell us all about this event. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a traditionalist, so I think we can't really get into Christmas until Thanksgiving's over. <laughs> oh, okay. Now we can all do it. Right. Here we go. Um, uh, we've been doing a big Christmas program for years, but it just keeps growing. And eventually it got into this massive, incredible, kind of a onstage, almost Broadway type of a Amazing. musical. And this is the real story of Christmas. So, mm. you know, it's, it's the rare thing these days to actually hear the purpose of Christmas. Uh, Christ came into the world, and we tell the story um, with incredible music. Uh, many of the songs we've uh, written, our own staff has written. It oh, really, that's so cool. It was orchestrated. Um, by a um, Grammy Award winner, uh, David Clydesdale. So wow. it's, it's really well done, mm-hmm. but it's all volunteers. It's all people that Amazing. just you know say, hey, "I want to, I want to be part of this." We have we have um, hundreds of kids in it. Uh, we have flying angels. Uh, <laughs> the so big cool. star. Now, I, I say we don't pay anybody, but we actually do. We pay the camel. <laughs> A lot of money. The camel comes in, and people wonder what kind of pastor would allow (laughs) a camel and sheep and you know a donkey into the auditorium. And then some people actually ask, "How do you clean up?" I had questions about that. I'm not going to lie. I was asking Pastor Jim some questions. It it makes it real. You know, it's like (laughs) you're you're in Bethlehem. This is the real Christmas story in all kinds of ways. Aubrey, when people ask what kind of pastor does that, I say this: an awesome pastor. (laughs) That's a good answer. The real story of Christmas live on stage. Here's what we want you to do. The tickets are almost sold out, which is incredible. Yeah, we thank God for that. Praise God for that. So we, you know, the the purpose of this is to share the the real story of Christmas. We share the gospel. The world is hurting, and we have an incredible story to tell. And it will change lives. Uh, But, you know, we, we want it to be 
uh, something that will also kind of be a, a memory for Christmas mm-hmm. too, for families. So we have lots of that. people coming to that for this. Now, being almost sold out is wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we have six performances. We'll have, I don't know, almost 10,000 people that will watch it. Amazing. Uh, but we have a special, we've set aside some tickets for AM 1160. Mm-hmm. Woohoo! And they're good tickets. So they're I'm VIP not saying, tickets. Yeah, I'm not saying you can't get good tickets if you if you wanted some now, but right. uh, for sure, this giveaway I think is a, a really nice way to to try to get. So tickets. you can go to our website, eleven sixty hope dot com. You'll see a banner there that says the real story of Christmas. You can enter to win tickets to the real story of Christmas live on stage. It's December fifteenth through the eighteenth. Or if you want to, for the few tickets that are left, you can go to qrchristmas.com to buy your tickets now, but we'd love to invite you to enter our contest. Again, VIP tickets for our listeners, listeners here at AM 1160. Go to 1160hope.com. Pastor Jim, um, I know you started to talk about this, but talk to us about the history of the pageant. So you said it started, but wasn't what it is today, this whole Broadway-style event. How has it... How did you see it more? What have you seen God do through the Mm -hmm. event? Yeah, so... We started like most churches do with, you know, they have the kids sing and have a choir do a cantata, whatever. And then it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger uh, just because we saw the impact of it and mm. how how many people were uh, like crying when they, when mm. they when it got done. Like it was just so impactful. Wow. And we said, okay, let's not just tell the story of the birth of Christ at Christmas. We actually go through the, the whole life, the passion the uh, resurrection and the ascension. Oh wow! Wow! So it's 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 actually like uh, Christmas and Easter put together. Oh, cool! And it's powerful because when you see it, when you see what Jesus did for us visually, yeah. mm. um, uh, it 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 really does something to the soul. And then uh, we also share. We take a few minutes to share. The gospel of grace. You know, mm. Jesus came for a reason. He's the Son of God who mm. died for our sins and rose again the third day. And anybody who will just put their trust in him will be saved. Amen. That's the greatest gift, and that's what we're trying to portray. So how did it get so big? I don't know. God's <laughs> kindness. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I, and I want to credit God to, you know, and, and also that God has used some amazing people. It's not me yeah. at right, all. I, right. I just kind of watch our people do this, and I'm amazed, and I cheer them on. Yeah. But our, our staff and our our, um, our choirs and, and the kids, it's so good for the kids. Oh, Absolutely. I, have a, I, bet it is. I have a, a grandson who's going to be in it. His name is Charlie, and a granddaughter who's going to be in it. Her name is Willow. Aww. And Charlie's five today. Hey, so happy birthday, birthday Charlie. Charlie. That's awesome. That's, and what a great gift Grandpa <laughs> just gave right there. Uh, again, this is happening Is it December 15th through the 18th at Quinton Road Baptist Church. And we are asking you to go to 1160hope.com. And there are not just tickets. There are good tickets. You can mm-hmm. enter to, to get these tickets at 1160hope.com. And this just seems spectacular. I, I can already hear it in your voice, Jim. But let me just let you expound on this. This sounds like a wonderful event to bring non-Christians to, yeah, to bring people saying. who don't know Jesus yet. That's the whole aim of this. That's why our people have started practicing in September, early mm. September. Wow. Um, and, and doing all of the, the work and we spend all of the money and it's a, maybe a barely break even proposition for us. Mm. So it's, it's, it's literally a gift uh, to the community and we do it so that people uh, can hear and see the gospel and, and meet Jesus the the person that came on Christmas or yeah. is the the time of year that we celebrate that, so that, it is exactly what you're saying, Brian. It's a um, 
it's something to, to bring to people to that don't yet know yeah. Christ as Savior. Mm-hmm. Oh, so powerful. We're talking with Pastor Jim Scudder Jr., Senior Pastor of Quinton Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, President of Dayspring Bible College, Founder of InGrace TV and Radio Ministries. You've been talking about this elaborate, incredible Christmas event that his church is putting on December 15th through the 18th. And we want you to win VIP tickets. <laughs> so we want you to go to our website, 1160hope.com. Click on the banner and enter to win today. Pastor Jim, with a few more minutes we have, I'd love to hear about your program in Grace, which runs weekdays 10 a.m. right here at AM 1160. Tell us a little bit about it. All right. So we are a uh, basically a preaching ministry Monday through Thursday. Uh, we're going through the story of Jesus right now. We're awesome. actually going into the, I believe it's um, Palm Sunday. So we're mm. in our... In our uh, verse-by-verse Bible teaching through the Gospels, we're, we're getting into that last week of Jesus' life. Yeah. Um, but then we're going to take a little bit of a break uh, and go into some Christmas-themed messages. Now, on Fridays, if you are a normal In Grace listener, uh, you know we step out of the pulpit. We go somewhere in the world. So we're going to Israel. Uh, actually, this coming Friday, the next several Fridays, we're, we're in a series right now called The Seas of Israel. I'm an adventurer, I'm mm. a diver, so I oh, went cool. and I went underwater in the Mediterranean, the Red Sea, the Dead Sea, and the Sea of Galilee. That's so awesome. So we're going to bring our listeners along with us and and explore these incredible bodies of water in this incredible land of Israel. Mm. And then we are starting a brand new series um, on a weekend edition, which is Fridays, and I think we're on a couple other times during mm. the actual weekend that we are going to tell the uh, the story of Christmas from Israel. So we, we have an archaeological friend, uh, Dr. Scott Stripling, and we went to Bethlehem with him, and we went to Nazareth, oh, wow. and we went to a place called Enkerim, where Elizabeth lived, and wow. John the Baptist was born. So we, we went, and we're, like, we're trying to, from the ground, tell the real story of Christmas that's called Jesus' First Days. So that will start just before Christmas, and it's a three-part series on that's the weekend edition. Awesome. So cool. Again, uh, you can hear In Grace with Jim Scudder Jr. at 4 a.m. and 10 a.m. here on AM 1160. And let's encourage you, go to 1160hope.com, click on the banner that says The Real Story of Christmas, and there you can enter to win great tickets uh, to this event. It's going on December the 15th through December the 18th, 300-plus performers, live animals, Flying Angels. Amazing. Sounds wonderful, Jim. We hope it goes great for you. Thanks for spending some time with us. We're real excited to hear how Mm -hmm. this goes. Well, thank you, and I hope your Thanksgiving was great. I hope your Christmas is even better. Thank you. And God bless you guys. Yeah, and happy birthday to your grandson. All right, Charlie. Charlie. There you go. We are thrilled to be joined by two very special guests. Terrence Lester and his daughter Zion Lester are here. They are co-authors. Terrence is also the founder and uh, activist starting a nonprofit called Love Beyond Walls. Zion, this is so fascinating, has a children's book coming out next year. Youngest author ever contracted with InterVarsity Press. Terrence and Zion, we're so glad that you're with us today. We're excited to be here. This this is so much fun to have both of you. So, Terrence, why don't we start with you, and then Zion will talk to you a little bit as well. Tell us, first of all, about Love Beyond Walls. Yeah, sure. Love Beyond Walls is an organization that was founded in 2013 uh, to really bring attention to the plight of homelessness in the city of Atlanta and around our country. Um, it was birthed out of this desire 
to really extend love beyond walls, uh, essentially to our neighbors without an address that's sometimes overlooked. And so we've done everything from uh, helping people to recover their identification cards to reuniting people with their family members they've been out of touch with, uh, to providing showers and um, grooming services, uh, to helping people land jobs and gain employable skills. And we've even uh, temporarily housed people. And uh, we were actually about to turn nine years old uh, this December, and we've helped a little over 500 people uh, regain the broken pieces to their lives. Mm, amen. Mm. Amen. And Terrence, I'm just wondering, why have you given your life to this? What started this and what birthed this in you? Yeah, um, it's it's both personal and it's a passion. Um, I think about the way God showed up for me um, when I was as young as 16 and a half years old. I was a runaway. I lived in parks, uh, experienced homelessness as a teenager while uh, going to high school. And I'll never forget uh, when I made the decision to drop out. Um, I was walking away from the high school one day, and this guy who was experiencing homelessness, he had to be in his mid-50s. He pulled me aside, and he asked me, "Um, is that the school you're attending? And I said, yeah. And for whatever reason, he just told me, whatever you do, don't stop uh, going to school because you don't want to end up on the streets like me because one day you'll be a leader. He had no clue Mm, about what I was going through, but that became the catalyst. Uh, that literally changed my life. And so God radically changed my life. Um, I'm close to finishing my PhD now. Mm. And oh, also, I just have a passion uh, to ensure that people who've been overlooked and deemed worthless mm. uh, be reminded that they, they have inherent worth and value and yeah. that they are also loved by God. Oh, amen. That's so good. I love that. I love thinking about like that, the powerful words someone spoke over you. Look at what God has done through that. That's so powerful. Zion, I want to talk to you because you're, I know, a partner with your dad, a co-author with your dad, and the youngest children's uh, author ever with InterVarsity Press. Congratulations, by the way, on that. Thank you. Thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about the book that you're working on? Okay. The name of the book is Zion Loves to See, and it is about poverty, helping, and seeing others. Mm. Um, the main target, like main focus of this book is to um, help children see that they can be inspired to help someone out that may be in need. Um, I love that. Because uh, children are mostly influenced by their peers or um, the people closest to them. And we want to be a good representation to them and show them that no matter, like, how old you are, um, you can you can do anything you put mm. your mind to. Mm, amen. That's so good. So good. Terrence, uh, what's it like to have uh, your daughter writing a book like this, to get the youngest one to have a contract with uh, Ivy Press? It's got to be a proud dad moment. <laughs> I'm I'm extremely proud, Um, and it's been really cool to watch her grow over the years. I remember I was doing a campaign for Love Beyond Walls. Uh, Back when she was in the second grade, I was walking across the country to bring attention to homelessness from Atlanta all the way to Washington, D.C., and she brought the newspaper. There were some articles written up, and uh, she motivated her whole class to start raising change uh, for the unhoused community. And 
word got out and the whole school raised about $52 uh, <laughs> worth of uh, resources for the unhoused community. And it was powerful to see her then mobilizing her peers as young as seven, eight years old. That's and awesome. um, even now, you know, seeing her passion growing to uh, wanting to write. It's, yeah. it's amazing. That's so awesome. Again, the title of the book is Zion Loves to See, coming out uh, winter of 2024. Terrence, I follow you on social media, and I know because of that that you had a terrible accident and have been recovering from it. I don't know how much you want to talk about that, but I, I would kind of just like to hear how you're doing and how that's even impacted your ministry and your work. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was a little over six months ago. My wife and I had gone out to dinner, and we were celebrating a recent, um, you know, kind of like achievement that we made in the ministry. And we were out with friends, and we left there, and I asked her if she wanted to drive. She agreed. I fell asleep in the car, and I woke up on the ground with EMTs, Mm. running over to me, yelling out, uh, turn him over and see if he's alive. Mm. Uh, spent um, uh, a month in the hospital. I crushed both my hip and my pelvis. And after two major surgeries, I had an orthosurgeon telling me that it would probably be a year before I could walk again. And uh, I'll never forget all of the agony and the pain and everything uh, that I had gone through. And, I mean, it just really crushed me. Um, mm. but it gave me a, a opportunity to develop even more compassion. And the reason why is because I got a chance to see, um, you know, what the disability community mm. actually faces, wow. uh, in their plight and being overlooked because I, I was in a wheelchair, uh, for almost four months, uh, before I was able to walk again. And, um, you know, it just really showed me how much God was with me mm. in, in my darkness and my suffering. I mean, I battled through doubts and fears and anxiety and, I mean, the whole nine. And it was just like a a loving embrace to see God show up through the community that was around me and my wife mm. and my daughter and my mm. son and those who kind of showed up to offer words of support. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And now that I'm on the other side of it, I'm just I'm really hopeful to uh, continue to motivate others to see those who are invisible. Yeah, I appreciate wow. you sharing, yeah, sharing thank that. You. Zion, I would love to know uh, you're writing a book, you're doing all these things. Kind of, I, I know lots of things in life can change, but is this what you want to do with your life? Helping other people, running, uh, doing this kind of stuff, being a writer? Tell us what your hopes and dreams are. Yes, actually, I do hope to um, maybe in the future uh, have like a series of this book that is coming out. That's an awesome idea. And also to um, continue writing on my own. And um, I I do seek to help with my dad's organization and um, come up with plans and um, serve the community. Um, 
That is so awesome. I love also that you're doing it dad and daughter together. That's so (laughs) cool. Terrence, before we let you go, I want to give you a chance to talk about your book, When We Stand, The Power of Seeking Justice Together. It's a book that Brian and I love. I think we've actually had you on the show to talk about it before. But tell us a little bit about that book and um, also where people can find all of the things that you're doing at Love Beyond Walls. Yeah, sure. So I actually wrote When We Stand because I got really uh, frustrated with, um, you know, people wanting to make a difference, but becoming paralyzed by social media trauma. Mm -hmm. I know everybody can pick up the gadget, right? Yeah. And scroll on social media and just like have gobs and gobs of like horrible things going on in society and people are overwhelmed. They don't know where to start. So I really wanted to write a book that helped people to see how collective change can happen in community, that the issues that are plaguing uh, vulnerable communities uh, issues that you are really passionate about, that the way to really solve them is to connect with other people and have that collective impact uh, because God shows up in community when we stand together. And I, I just believe in the power of unity. I believe in the power of togetherness. And I believe that if we want to see the world uh, uniquely change, uh, that it has to happen uh, to, with togetherness, right? Mm-hmm, and so, that's exactly right. you know, I, I've seen that happen time and time again through our organization. We've seen people living in cars go into housing, uh, people who've been out of touch with their family members discover their family members. Mm. I've seen people who have eaten lunch out of trash cans go from living behind the building to back into corporate America because wow. they had a degree before they became wow. unhoused. And wow. so all that happens in the with the power of community. Wow. Uh, you know, the work that we do is not uh, a solo event. It's not a, a savioristic mentality. It's saying, God, I yield my heart, I yield my hands, and I want to connect with other people in that same posture Mm. uh, to really make a difference. And so if people want to get in touch with uh, us, uh, they can go to lovebeyondwalls.org or look us up on social media, and that's at lovebeyondwalls. Perfect. Lovebeyondwalls.org. And by the way, Terrence, you didn't say this, but tomorrow is Giving Tuesday. So if there's a mission that you want to partner with, look no further. Go to lovebeyondwalls.org. Okay, Terrence and Zion, before we let you go, what is the best thing about mom and, uh, I'm sorry, dad and daughter writing together? I guess the best thing for me is that it's actually a true story. Yeah. And so um, it's cool to see the main character. Her name is Zion and how she motivates uh, her peers. What about you? I say, like, the process. I feel like this process has brought us even like closer and mm. build uh, made our relationship stronger with each other oh, and um and it, the process has been fun really fun yeah. have you gotten to see your illustrations yet zion or are those coming later those are coming later. that's gonna be yeah, so fun yeah, yeah we're really excited we selected an illustrator and all of that stuff so Oh, so, so excited for you. Again, we are joined by Terrence Lester and his daughter, Zion Lester. We've been talking about a few things. Love Beyond Walls. You can find out more at lovebeyondwalls.org or follow Love Beyond Walls on social media. We've been talking about a new kid's book that's coming out. Zion loves to see. And also Terrence's book, When We Stand. 
The Power of Seeking Justice Together. Terrence and Zion Lester, thanks so much for being here with us today. Of course. Thank Thank you. Thank you. At the end of every show, we like to do something to get you thinking spiritually or encourage you, put a smile on your face. And Brian, I was reading over at The Atlantic. This is so interesting. There's an author named Elizabeth Keating. She has a book out called Essential Questions. What she's talking about is the bridge generations, generations that are about to pass away. Some of this are grandparents. They're already gone. But um, that generation that you're like about to lose their history, their story. The greatest generation right now. Yeah. She's talking about questions that we should be asking older generations before they go. And she's specifically talking about the way we ask good questions to get good stories. Mm. And I thought it was so interesting just even thinking about the art of asking, whether it's an older generation or just someone you're sitting across the table with or from, uh, Questions to get them talking and get to know them. I actually believe asking people questions is one of the most like yeah. uh, important ways to let someone know you care about them. And so thinking of like very intentional questions, I think, is so, so important. So she's interviewing a lot of um people from that older generation and she asks some basic background information where you're born, etc. But then she started asking him these questions. Listen to these, Brian. How does someone conceive of their identity? Mm. What do they believe in? Mm -hmm. What have they noticed about the passage of time? And then she says, you can ask people questions about, these are some of the questions she asked, asks about the home that they grew up in. What did their windows look out into or onto? Mm. What sounds did they hear in the morning? Um, When you ask for a description of an elder person's childhood home and the neighborhoods they roamed around you, she says you'll hear stories about that place in such a rich sensory world that it'll make those stories come to life. So you uh, to life. So you ask Mm. what family dinners were like. You ask what relatives were taught about expressing emotion. You ask about worst first dates, where they bought clothes. (laughs) Just you get she says, remember, the most important questions can also be the plainest. One of my favorite questions she says to ask is, what do you wish people knew about you? And this is so interesting. She said the reason that most people don't know much about grandparents or parents is surprisingly simple. They never thought to ask they never and asked. didn't have the right question. Yep. What do you think about that? I think this is great, especially in this technology that we mm. now have where you can record. You yeah. can take it like to sit down like I. Here's what's weird. Obviously, we're older now, but think about when you were younger. Your grandparents for you were just that age. Right. And it would blow your mind when wow. you see pictures or hear stories of them when they were in their 20s. Totally. And now it's our parents who are getting to that mm-hmm. age or our kids seem that way. And then we'll be that. Gen- like you start to go. I think this is great in order to ask specific too. questions, not just like, what was it like? But like, tell me your life mm-hmm. story. What was your house like with yeah. your with my great grandma and your, yeah. you know, all that stuff. And so that we are able to pass these things down through the generations. And then, like I said, you can just record stuff all the time I now. We're can... constantly recording. Right. So being able to think about that after your loved ones pass away mm-hmm. and years later, you're able to pay, pay, play these for the next generation. Hey, listen to right. your great grandma. Listen to these stories. I think that's, that's fascinating. I know, to like have their voice to yeah. play to the next generation. I know I hear my dad talk about this a lot. Like some of his greatest regrets in life are not talking enough to the older generation, especially mm. the men that were in the wars and like hearing more of their stories. And so I think this is kind of that concept of of honoring. Yeah. Right. But it's also concept of like holding fast to 
history and uh, remembering. And there's something really, really special and meaningful, I think, about especially over the holidays. Like now's the time you're with your family. Take the time to ask one or two of these questions. Go around the room. Let people talk about this. So, Brian, what was your uh, since you're my elder? What was your childhood home like growing up? (laughs) My childhood home was awesome. Like really? I, we lived in like people think in New Jersey it wouldn't be this way, but we literally lived back in the woods. Like you couldn't see what? our house. Really? You couldn't see our house from the road. We lived in this idyllic, like um, you know, kind of little town. Uh, and I just have. I was just talking to my kids over Thanksgiving weekend about this. We would just go out and play for all. It was what you always heard about as a little kid. So, man, I look back on my childhood and my childhood home. And everything, and I'm I am super thankful. Oh, so, what about you? I, I what about o- that. Oklahoma, what about Aubrey? Oklahoma. You know, we we actually lived on it. It wasn't in the woods, but we did live on an acreage. And uh, my bedroom was at the very back of the house. And here's what I remember, especially as a teenager. My mom had one of. Do you remember those little mini TVs that people would I have do. in their kitchen sometimes? Yes. So Saturday night. I would sneak out after 1030 when Saturday Night Live had started, which I wasn't allowed to watch. And I would take the TV from the kitchen, sneak it back to my bedroom, plug it in and stay up watching SNL until midnight. And then I would go sneak. As a little kid? I mean, this is more my teenage years, my preteen teenage years. And then I would sneak the uh, TV back into the kitchen without anyone knowing. So we're learning a little bit here. Let's just let's just let's just unwind what we just did there. I talked okay. about the positiveness of my childhood. I know I talked about how sneaky I was. I talked about <laughs> where I lived and playing with friends. I painted this like Norman Rockwell picture yeah, right. of all of this. Right. And you said I used to sneak out of my bedroom on Saturday nights and watch Saturday Night Live. Hey, remember my didn't the know most it. important details are some of the plainest details. So that <laughs> is an important. De- I did. I would sneak that little TV, or I would just stay up and watch TV when I felt like it. Yeah. What's a question that you either. <laughs> Did or wish you had asked your grandparents? I I definitely wish I would have asked more about their own childhood, their own dating. And then just like, obviously, our grandparents were in such a specific era of our country coming out of war. I I wish I would have asked more sort of wartime questions. Like, Mm. what was it like rebuilding after that? What was your so my 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 grandpa served directly under General Patton? Never asked no him. A, yes, way. and I never asked him a question about it. That to me is That's a deep wild. deep loss. Now my parents have said that he was not very open because of some of the things he had seen to I can't talk. Imagine. Yeah. So I don't know what fruit it would have borne, but the fact that like my grandpa was that close to history. And I didn't. What about you? What, what questions do you wish you would have Right under Patton? Literally right under Patton. Isn't that crazy? That's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would like to know more about my grandparents. You mentioned it, but I think I'd like to know more of how did you guys get together? Yeah, like, like what was Carrie, your dating life like, like? I think about how Carrie and I got together, and it's every one of these stories could be made into a movie, right? Totally. Like, you and Kevin coming together, yeah. you'd enjoy it. Maybe other people might not watch right. a movie, but you'd enjoy it. Like, <laughs> right. there's, there's fascinating you know, ups and downs, yeah. twists and turns yeah. uh, for all of us getting together with our spouse. They're all very unique stories, and I couldn't tell you right now either of my grandparents' story. I know bits and pieces yeah. of it, but to know like – 
oh yeah, we used to go out on dates and we would do this, and right. then we broke up, and then this. I'd be like, what? Like yeah. it was just I don't think about grandparents that way. So I like this. I think passing these on generation to generation, mm-hmm. I think is is going to be really important. Yeah, I think so too. So think about the questions you want the answer to, and take the moment to ask. Be really intentional over these next few weeks of the holiday seasons, whether it's your parents, your grandparents, an aunt or an uncle, somebody in your life. Ask them the questions you want to know the answer to, and be sure to pass those on to others as well. Well, Brian and I will be back again tomorrow from 4 to 6 p.m. For Brian Fromm, I'm Aubrey Sampson, and you've been listening to The Common Good on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.